Okay. All right. Yeah, first things first. The special homework from last time. I don't. That isn't yours? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Is there a name? Everybody should have written their name on their books. There you go. Okay. The special homework that I gave you, which was to look in the hymnal and find one hymn that talks about the theology of the cross. Mason, did you find a hymn? Yes. What was the hymn that you found? Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Okay, I see. I searched it up. That's the problem. I don't know what that is because that's not a Lutheran hymn. It's not a book. Uh, where, where in there is the theology of the cross? What does it say about the theology of the cross? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't listen to it. Sophie? Okay. I just looked, and it's probably going to be wrong, but either it was in the same hundred, right? If there, there are lots of them, but the seven hundreds is where there are the most of them, yes. I, I said 746. I don't know. 746? Yeah, don't Why know don't you go fetch me a hymnal? Okay. I think I have That's the one you picked, too? Do you have the titles written down too, or just the numbers? I have one title written down. Is it 746? No. Okay. <laughs> go, Sophie, go get a hymnal. Yes. Which, what, uh, what is the one you have with the title? Uh, 764. When... Is it When Aimless Violence? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Yep, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Yep. Good. See, this is when you look at the hymns and you look at what the hymns actually are saying. And the hymns are actually saying all of the things that you are taught, which is very interesting. Sophie, what's taking you so long? They're just around the corner. Hold on. I can't find any. Sophie. What? Okay, Cameron, go. <laughs> go. Yeah. You go help her. Yeah, go help her. We'll get, I want to hear the rest of your numbers, but not until I have a hymnal to look them up, okay? Memphis. I didn't bother. I probably should have. I just focused on my main stuff. You did what? I didn't bother. I just focused on my main stuff. Like well, that's okay. That's fine. This wasn't required. It was just worth three points. Leela, did you look in the hymnal? Is that one that you have marked there? Good. What, which one did you find? Okay. No, I, I, no, I for yeah, look at the number, please, for me, Sophie, oh, and, then, and then tell me which, what it is. I'm yeah. 756. Okay, what is the... Why should cross and trial grieve me? Good girl, that's a perfect one. Absolutely, well done. Why should cross and trial grieve me? Christ is near with his cheer. Never will he leave me. Fabulous. Through Jesus' blood and merit. Fabulous, that's a good one, too. That's even yeah. from the Lutheran hymnal, the old red book. <laughs> you did you did more than what I asked for. So you get at least everything that I promised you for doing the assignment and then you get I you get praise from me for going above and beyond. What are the other numbers though that you have? So so I have I have 764 you know. 60 Oh right, that's the one we just and talked then about. I have 746. Okay. And I have 745, yes. In God my faithful God, I trust when dark my woes. 
excuse me, I trust when dark my road, great woes may overtake me, yet he will not forsake me. My troubles he can alter, his hand lets nothing falter. Hey, guess what that sounds like? That's the theology of the cross. Bad things will happen, yes they will. And maybe you have to understand that the Lord lets bad things happen. That's the theology of the cross. Everything that the Lord wills is for good. Why does the Lord let Job suffer? For good. Job makes a great confession, and that is that even though I suffer, I will someday see the Lord in my resurrected body, and the Lord will never fail me. And if all of your suffering brings you to the point where you make a confession that the Lord loves me and will never leave me, then all of your suffering is worth it, because it does something so good. Do you have another number? Good girl! What's your other number? 739. 739. Uh, this one, yeah, this one kind of works. It's not as good as the other ones, but it does, uh, but it does kind of work. Cameron. Yes, Mason. I can't hear your answer. Is it, some, is it to something that you've already heard here? Yes. Oh, no, <laughs> no, not here, but in church. Okay, which one? 733. 733. Oh God, our help in ages past. That's, I'll give you, yeah, that'll, I can count that. Under the shadow of thy throne, thy saints have dwelt secure. Sufficient is thine arm alone. And our defense is sure. Sure. I'll give that to you. Okay, good. Well done. So remember, all of you that actually... That's, I'll give that to you, Mason, because that's a hymn that counts. So that's three. Emma, three. Sophie, three. Okay, there's your three extra points. Now, to the business at hand. We're going to go straight to catechism, because we've got a lot that we need to do today. <clears throat> How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which does what to the Word of God? Trusts the Word of God in the water. For without God's Word, the water is and Correct. But with the word of God, it is a baptism. That is a life-giving... Yeah, a life-giving what? Yep, life-giving water, rich in grace, and a new birth of the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in... And what does St. Paul say in Titus chapter 3? He says, He he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he Uh, poured poured out on us generously generously through our Savior. Yeah, who is our Savior? Yep, Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that 
having been given eternal life just Just, having been justified justified by by what you're justified by by your works by what you do by how good you are No, by God's works. God's works. And do you deserve to be justified by God's works? No, which means that what God does to you is... Good. Yes, starts with a G. It's also a girl's name. Grace. Uh, So, having been justified by His grace, we might become... Heirs. Heirs having the hope of eternal life. Yep. This, this is, is a trustworthy saying. Yeah, good. Let's do that again. What does St. Paul say in Titus chapter 3? Well, he says, He, he saved, saved us through, through the, the washing of rebirth, rebirth uh-huh, and, and renewal by the By the what part of the Trinity? Holy Trinity. Mm. What part of the Holy Trinity? The Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit. Whom he poured on us generously. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes. So that having been justified by his grace, we might become Having, having the hope of right because what you have right now is not eternal life is it because someday you will die someday you will die in this world but you die knowing that eh, it's not really that big a deal because I have the hope of eternal life well, I'm not going to stay dead death is just sleeping for us because we're going to be raised from the dead so we have the hope of eternal life this is a trustworthy saying. Yeah, okay. That was lackluster. Uh, next time, the catechism is just a review of everything that we have already done. So it's baptism part one, part two, and part three. So it's all of the stuff that we've already done. So it would behoove you to take this opportunity to refresh yourself with what, has, what we have already looked at. Okay? We're, we're not going to have class next week because school is out. We don't, t- we don't meet typically if school is out. And we have a Thanksgiving service that night. So we won't meet next week, which means you actually have two weeks to work on this. Think of what you can accomplish with 10 minutes a day for two weeks. So I expect great things from you the next time we come back, and I will be very disappointed if I do not receive great things from you. I remember so disappointed, in fact, that I... have 140 minutes of studying. Yeah, I know. Think of what you can accomplish with that. So here's the deal, friends. I might be so disappointed if it's not where it ought to be, that I'm going to have to start having you do it individually. And if it takes a whole class for us to do it individually, then we, I'll, we'll do it. 
By Jove, we will. And I don't want to waste a class time doing that. And none of you wants to do that. So spend your two weeks wisely, 10 minutes a day. It's best to do it right before you go to bed, right before you say your prayers, before you go to bed, because then your brain thinks about it when you sleep. And that'll help you to remember it. Yes, Mason. I remember last time we had two weeks to work on our uh, catechism and everybody was Everybody did it perfectly. Yes, they did. So that's what I'm really hoping for. I hope that it is as successful as the last time that happened. Lily, yes. But, like, what happens if, like, you're one of those people that, like, doesn't think about anything whenever you sleep? Everybody thinks about things when they sleep. I don't. Even if you don't know what you are. Sometimes I don't dream sometimes. Sometimes it's just black and I wake up. Your brain works on things even if you don't know that it's working on things. Your brain doesn't have to ask you permission to work on things. It just does it. Okay. All right, term quiz. Number one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit who is the one true and living God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who is the one true and living God. And you get a bonus point for this one. You get a bonus question for this one. The bonus question is, what is the feast day for this? When do we celebrate the feast? Do I have a hint? No. Uh, <laughs> I, this, this bonus is, question is taken right out of the term itself. So if you studied your terms, it's right in there. Every time I get this term, that's what I think about. Because the last time I didn't get it. The feast? Yeah, the feast. The feast, you don't need to know, but it sure is fun to know. And then when you come to church... You can tell time better than most of the people that come to church. Do we have it? Yeah, I mean it's in the it's in the term. So if yeah. you know if you know the term, it's right there. But when do we when do we observe or celebrate the feast, Hila? Are we talking about like the month, the day? I can't answer that. I can't answer that. Or nope, that's that's I, that's a question I can't answer. <laughs> last time I said it. You said what blank after? Oh. Boy, you have a better memory than I do. Yeah, but this isn't last time. This is now. This is this time. All right. The second person of the Holy Trinity who appears as the unique messenger of God in the Old Testament. The second person of the Trinity who appears as the unique messenger of God number three the man who believed in God and who built the ark Number four, 
the teaching of the Bible that says God accomplishes his greatest good in the midst of great suffering and when human reason is contradicted. What is the name of that teaching? And I'll give you this bonus question for that. Where is this teaching shown to be the most truthful? Where is it revealed? And if you know the term, that is an easy question. Number five. The sign to which God attached his promise that he would never again destroy the earth with a flood, but that until the Lord returns, the earth would continue with its cycle of seasons. Yes, Leela. Oh, I was going to ask, ask you if you could repeat number four. Yes, I can repeat number four. The teaching of the Bible that says God accomplishes his greatest good in the midst of great suffering and when human reason, that is what you think, and the how you think, is contradicted. And the bonus question is, where does God reveal this teaching? Where is it seen in its greatest form? Any more that you need me to repeat, Emma? Number three, yes. The man who believed in God, trusted in his promises, and built the ark. I'll give you a hint. It was not Ham. Any more that you need me to repeat? Okay, Cameron, number one. Holy Correct, it is the Holy Trinity. Well, and Cameron, do you have the answer to the bonus? Leela, when do we celebrate Holy Trinity, the Feast of Holy Trinity? This is just a random guess, but I guess Christmas isn't at December 21st. Isn't that when Christmas is? Christmas? <laughs> yeah, it, I just started about Jesus. No, Christ Christmas Jesus. is December 25th. Oh. Um. December 25th, yeah, Christmas Eve, December 24th, Christmas Day is December 25th. Memphis. After the Pentecost. How many Sundays after? Which, which Sunday after? You're right, I'll give it to you. I, I'm just pushing you now. Oh, man. Emma? The 11th? Uh, the 7th? Oh, wait, no. The week after Pentecost. Yeah, the first Sunday. The first Sunday after Pentecost. Right? So it's... Pentecost, and then Trinity, and then the rest of the time is all of the days after Trinity. So last Sunday was the 26th Sunday after Trinity, I would have known that if I won. which is also just the second last Sunday of the church here. Uh, but we're, we're already 26 weeks now from Trinity. So basically it goes Easter, and then there's Easter tide, and then there is the Ascension, and then there is Pentecost, and then there is Holy Trinity, and then it's just nothing. 
the long green season. Okay, good. Yeah. Anybody else who had the first Sunday after Pentecost, you get that bonus that bonus point. I just put after the Pentecost. I told I already said I'd give it to you. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be such a stickler. Uh, the Sunday after Pentecost is Trinity Sunday, or, or the Feast of the Holy Trinity. Okay, good. Number two, uh, Leela. The angel of the Lord? Yes, the angel of the Lord. Now, see, this is my hint to you uh, when I said... Unique messenger. Messenger, because what is the word for messenger? Angel. Um, an angel is just a messenger. I thought it was a joke for a second. Definitely not Job. Job is not the angel of the Lord. Okay, good. Number three, Memphis. Noah. Correct, Noah. Does spelling count? Do you want it to? No. Then it doesn't have to. I'd, it would if I had to look at your papers, but if I don't have to look at your papers and you can read what you wrote, then I don't care. <laughs> I mean, do your best, but... Is it not N-O-G-H? N-O-G-H? It's N-O-A-H. No. Ah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm glad, my, I'm glad my hint helped you there, Memphis, that it was not ham. All right, number four. Emma. Yep, the theology of the cross. And Emma, what's the answer to the bonus question? I see you, Memphis. I'm really confident about the Bible. Where does God reveal this teaching in the most full sense? No, I've, I've asked it enough times. Let's go around. Sophie, did you get the bonus one? Um, I wrote something down, but I know it's not right. You wrote that. What did you write? How do you know it, how do you know it, it isn't right? Whenever, you, whenever someone says it and you say it, I'll say, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get. <laughs> Mason? I got it. Cameron? Where does God show this? Uh... Leela, it's way easier than you're all making it to be. The tree of knowledge. <laughs> Memphis. I'm really confident about this. In man's suffering? No. But he says that in the Ah, uh, It's all in the name. The theology of the... Cross. Cross. Oh. Yeah. See? Yeah. see? Where, where do you see... Something that is the greatest suffering and shame turning into the greatest good. Now do you understand? No, because I didn't know what you wrote down. The cross. So Jesus dying on the cross seems like a really bad thing, but it actually is the greatest thing. That's the theology of the cross. No. (laughs) Okay, number five, Mason. Wait. Who was it? Was it? Oh, Sophie, what's number five? The rainbow, yes, good. Thank you, Mason. (laughs) Okay, good, very good. Mason, what do you have? Uh, Five out of five. Well done. Cameron. Four. Emma. Six. Sophie. Uh, I gotta know. Four. Four. Memphis. Six. All right. Do you want to know mine? Yes, Leela, I do want to know yours. (laughs) Four out of five. 
Okay. Question. Yes, Emma. Uh, uh, you already wrote down like the three bonus questions, like the three bonus. Like, I already wrote down your points. Okay. Yep. I didn't catch them, but I wasn't sure. Yep, I already wrote them down. Don't you worry. Did you wrote them down for me? Yes, I did. Okay. I did write them down for you. Okay. Yeah, I don't forget points. I'm not really concerned about points. It's just what I remember and what I You're not con- you're not concerned about points. No. Well, then I'll just take a few off. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He'll set uh, up with Hey. It's good to be the king. <laughs> okay. Okay, Genesis. Back to Genesis chapter 12. Yeah, I see everyone was so you're all so worried about us jumping to Job. And I, to- I told you we not to worry. Job? I know. Yeah. yeah, last week we were in Job. Yeah, that was bad. So, like, were you asleep? Yeah, probably. We didn't do, like, the Genesis episode. Yeah. No, I said we didn't have time for that today. Oh. Yes. Yep. How do we... What, How is man suffering good? Well, it isn't well, good just by itself. That's the thing. It's not good by itself. It, but God makes it good. That's what the theology of the, of the cross is. So when Job suffers, without God, is Job's suffering good? No, no it's, it's miserable and, and it's wicked and it's terrible and foreign and evil. And suffering is still wicked and foreign and evil because does God ever, did God ever intend for you to suffer when he created the world and put you in it? No. no. So suffering is a foreign thing, but God uses it for his good. I also have one more question. Okay, uh, you may ask. Job, he, get, he let Satan yes. destroy he gave himself? Yes, he gave Satan permission to do that. Well, which means Satan cannot... Just because you're testing him doesn't mean you kill his whole family. That's not fair. You didn't hear the rest of the story, which was that at the very end of the book, God gives Job back more even than what he had lost. You can't just No. But for some reason, the Lord permits things to happen. Only he knows why. So did he give his family back or no? He gave him more family. The Lord knows you can't replace family. But, Job, but what is Job's hope? Think of Titus. That we have the hope of... Uh, salvation. No. We have salvation, and in salvation we have the hope of eternal life. Correct. What does Job believe in? The Lord and eternal life. Yes. So, does he miss his children? No. Yes. Yes, but what does he believe about his children? That they have eternal life. Yes, and what is better for them? Living here and suffering more? or living with the Lord and receiving their eternal life? Uh, receiving eternal life. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's lots of things in life that cause suffering. But uh, here's, here's a good example. Somebody who's really rich says that he believes in the Lord, but doesn't really. Loses, Loses everything that he has, loses his house, loses his kids, loses his wife, loses his job, loses absolutely everything, and then realizes after he lost everything 
that the only thing in life that he really actually needed was the Lord, and he becomes really, 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 really faithful to the Lord, is his suffering a good thing? Not without the Lord. I mean, it's Not bad. without the Lord, yes. Can you as a, as a human look at his suffering and say, well, that's a really good thing for you? No. no. But with the eyes of faith, when you know that the Lord... The Lord is always working and that the Lord is always working for good, then you can say this actually was something that was good for him because it took away everything that distracted him from being close to the Lord. See, so suffering, you never always you, you can never always see the good in suffering, but there always is the Lord always works it for good. And the only thing that you need to look at to know that is Jesus. Because Jesus dying on the cross is a horrible thing. An absolutely shameful, horrible suffering. But he did something good for us. But the Lord used that. God used that and transformed it into something that's good. He never just leaves it as plain old Jane suffering. He makes it to be for good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes me think a lot more positive about the Bible. Because since I didn't know the answer to this, I just thought, well, God just killed them. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. No, God is not, he's not. But they have eternal salvation, so their suffering is over. Yeah, remember, Job offered sacrifices for them so that they might be pure. And he was a a man of faith and, and all of this. So it's, the Lord doesn't just walk around killing people for no reason and then laughing about it to himself. If he was like that, he wouldn't be worth worshiping. Oh. You know who does that? Satan. W- well, sure, but I mean, uh, the gods of Rome, the gods of Greece, the gods of Babylon, the gods of the United States of America that people worship. True. Everybody, they all, every single other god does that. The only God who doesn't do that is our God. Why is there so many gods? There aren't. There's only one. Leela. So we have, we have this one thing called AR reading at school. Okay. And we can take a test and there's like books on like points. How many like points do you think a Bible would be? The whole Bible? Yeah, I have I have no idea. You should ask you should ask your teacher that. Emma. What's your question? No, Cameron. Yes, you may. I know. I'm trying to get us there. Okay. Genesis, Genesis chapter 12. Time to get a watch. <laughs> Genesis chapter 12. What? That was that was my answer to Mason's question. Okay, I got a watch. Now the Lord had said to Abram, "Who's this Abram fellow?" He's just some he's just some guy. He's just some guy in the land of Ur. Where is um Abraham? Like you talk about Abraham in this story. Where does he come in in this? Is that in the epistles? Abraham? Yeah. He's in the Old Testament. All will be revealed, don't you worry. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now, firstly, who speaks to Abram? Memphis. The Lord. the Lord speaks to him. And what does the Lord tell him to do? Memphis. 
Get out of the country from your family. Yeah, but answer it with your own words. Oh, what, what is like, what is the Lord's leave command? Leave everything in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Also, this this place where you've grown up, this this land where you where you live, where your father lived, where your grandfather lived, where your entire family for hundreds of years has lived. I just want you to pack up. I want you to leave everybody and everything behind, and I'm, you're going to go to the place. This is kind of hard. I tell know you. what's going on because we skipped like all of eleven. Yep, we did. No, we didn't. We read eleven. Eleven is the tower of the tower of Babel. Well, I don't think we read all of it. We didn't read all of it because I don't remember about. Ah, about me- it, it, I know it's there's a lot of genealogy. You do you want to spend a whole hour reading? Peraz begot Zabaraz, yes. and Zabaraz begot Lobar. Why did be <laughs> Memphis, someday, if you want to read all of that stuff, you and I can get together and we'll, we'll, we'll just read through the Bible. I know somebody that read the Bible back-to-back back like three times. Um, well, lots of, lots of people do that. Well, Every, everybody should do that. Well, good for him. Everybody should, everybody should want to do that. Okay, verse 2. Cameron. And I will, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what would we call... Oh, actually, just keep going. Verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curse, curses you. And in... You, all the families of the earth, earth shall be blessed. Right. So what is this? I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will bless whoever blesses you, and I'll curse whoever curses you. What is all of that, Memphis? A gift? Yes, it oh. is a gift from the Lord. And what kind of gift? It's a gift of words. Oh, wait. I... Yes, Memphis? Is he giving him a gift because... He's, he's taking a sacrifice and leaving his home and family as a sacrifice? Uh, well, he's, he's not so, so much sacrificing, but he is giving up everything that he has and who he is. The Lord is going to make him into a new person, take him to a new land and make a new man of him. But the Lord says, hey, do this that I tell you. And, and also what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to make you a great nation. And I'm going to bless you. And you're going to be great. Everybody's going to know who you are because I'm going to make you great. And anybody who loves you and who takes good care of you, I'm going to do that not only to you but to them. And anybody who tries to harm you, I'm going to harm them. I'll protect you. What, is, what are all those words? Memphis. Promises? Yes, promises. The Lord is all about promises. He doesn't break a promise. The Lord never breaks a promise, no. So verse 4. So Abraham departed... Not Abraham, just... Sorry. Abraham? Abram, yep. Abram. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Hey, wait a minute. Who's this Lot guy? I don't know. It would be... We would know if we were on the Lot. No, we wouldn't have. (laughs) Who's, Who's this Lot guy? Emma? Is it like his brother or something? Very close. It's his brother's... Emma? No, his brother's possessive. His brother's... Uh, uh, servant. servant. Not servant. No. Uh, son. It's his brother's son, which would make him what to Abram? Abram is his uncle. 
So his nephew Lot goes with him. And... He took his... No, sorry, this is still verse 4. Oh, I'm sorry. And Abram? And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from... Han Haran. Haran. Yes, good. How old is he? 75. Well, he's a pretty young guy then, isn't he? No. Make, it makes, it makes, it makes a lot of sense for him at 75 years old to just then start to get up and go on a big long journey to make a name for himself, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. He is still 75 years old. I wasn't. I was trying to find Haran. Yeah, he's still 75 years old. So he's old. So what is he going to do? Who is he going to rely on? Is he going to rely on his own strength? No. No, he can't. He's going to rely on God's strength. On God's strength. And how do you know that he's going to do that? Memphis. By what God gives him? Or? No, how, uh, what, does, what does Abram do that would lead you to believe that he's going to rely on God? Yes. Leave everything that he Yes, he does, what, he does what the Lord tells or him not, to do. Well, he doesn't own his family, but like, leave he, everything that he does. He, he leaves everything, yeah. So he, he leaves and he does what the Lord says because he believes the Lord's promises. It's almost like bartering, I kind of think. You give something up and you get something in return. Sure, although when it comes to faith in the Lord, it's not so much bartering. It's just you do this, I give you that. Well, I'm going to give you this anyway. Well, this is what the Lord says. Come this way. This is the way that's good for you. Where you are now is not the best for you, to but me it, it like could be so much better if you come over here. And then you have to decide, well, is this guy telling me the truth? And the Lord says, I always tell you the truth. Wow. And Abram says... I believe it. So it's like a bartering, but it's really trustworthy, so you know what you're going to get, kind of? Kind of, okay. yeah. Verse 5. Oh. He took his wife, Sarah. Sarai. Sarai, his nephew Lot. Yep, the there people, it is, see? His nephew. Yeah, so this is fun because you get the names of the people before they tell you who the people are. <laughs> <laughs> All the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Yeah, the land of Canaan. I wonder if that will be important someday. We'll have to see. Wait. Verse 6. Shechem. Terebinth. Mora. Yep. Canaanites. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Sophie. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Yeah, hey, Canaan, Almost sounds like to your offspring I will give this land. That sounds like a promise about the land. Huh, does that sound familiar? Yes. Job? Not Job. 
long after Job. Oh, um, who, who are the descendants of Abraham? I can't answer that. I don't think. I don't think that you can. Leela. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. No, no, no. The dis who are the descendants? Who are the peoples? Yes, Memphis. Uh, like, maybe, I'm not going to get a straight answer because I won't know this, but maybe I'm going to take a kind of guess. Okay, take maybe a kind like of guess. The people who, def like, the people who worshipped him. Like who worshipped the Lord? No, no like how he said, you shall be a, or like, you like. Oh, I'll bless those who bless yeah, you. Yeah, like, make. And make your name great, so like people that know him, maybe. Like, maybe uh, no. Like the people that he takes, like Lot and. So no, I think don't... about the land of Canaan. Who goes into the land of Canaan? The promised land. The. Who goes in there, Sophie? No, he doesn't. The. Yes. Lord. The. Is. Israelites. Israelites. <gasps> They are the children of Israel, Memphis, and you will learn about them so very soon. I think I remember you talking about them in church. Like, oh, yes, we talk the about them all like, the time. Don't come here and make us suffer or something like that? I can't oh, yes, they can, the Lord, they, uh, oh, there's a lot about these. There's a lot. They complain and they grumble. They're terrible people. Doesn't Jesus Christ <laughs> tell them stories? Pardon me? Doesn't, like, I watched the Passion Play, and I think I, like, in, uh, doesn't Jesus Christ tell them stories? Like, Jesus Christ is their stories. Everything that they know and believe well, is like all he Jesus. Well, he mean, talks. He talks to the to Israelites. Yes, yeah. but but these Israelites are long yeah. before those. Um, okay. okay, continue. And he moved from moved from there to the mountains east of Bethlehem. Not Bethlehem. Beth El. Beth El. Yeah, so here's some, this is a little bit of a Hebrew lesson for you because Beth El is Hebrew. El, do you know what El means? A spaniel. <laughs> Lila. It means of God. Abbreviates of God? El is, it, it, El is a word that means of God. So the name uh, Mikael or Mike. Oh, Michael is man of God. He's somebody in the Bible, right? Yep, Michael is the archangel. Gabriel, Elohim, um, all of these things with L. So Beth means house. Beth, L, house, L. What is L, Mason? Uh, just heard it. Yeah, I know. Cameron, what is L? Were you guys both from the distance? Leela, what is L? I, no, I just... Uh, so... I, Hold on, i got to get this question answered. Emma. What? <laughs> what Emma, is what is L? Uh, uh, okay. uh, you just said it. I just had it in my head. Purpose. It translates to the Lord? It, of the Lord, yes. Of, yeah. the Lord. So of well, God, of the it, Lord. Yeah, so Beth L means house of God. Oh, so... So he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east, and there he built an altar to the Lord and called the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed on to the south. Now, verse 10. 
Now there was a famine in the land. I'll just keep reading because we got we to gotta scoot super yeah. fast. So blah, blah, blah. He goes to Egypt to dwell there for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. You're really pretty. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Guys, enough. Please say that you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, that I may live because of you. (gasps) Ooh. He says, they're going to think you're so pretty that they're going to kill me, so... In oh, order so to, they can have you. So they can have you. So to, to protect my life, we're just going to pretend like we're not married, even though we are, and you're just going to pretend to be my sister. Emma. Um, kind of messed up. I, you know where that in the Bible this year at home, so I don't think I'm going to destroy Good. Yeah, good. So... I'm a big It was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her. Who's Pharaoh? Sophie, who's Pharaoh? Um, Pharaoh is... What is his job in Egypt? Oh, you're asking what the job is? I thought you were saying the name. Um, No, I don't need to know the name. To rule the city. Yeah, and what would you call someone who rules? The ruler. Mason? A king. The king. So who is the king pharaoh? Uh, king. king of Egypt, yep. Uh, Which is not to be confused with the prince of Egypt. Well, what if they uh, so blah, blah, blah. I also commended him. And the, the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys, and camels. He, I will pay you for this woman with all of these things, and then she will be my wife. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Why would the Lord do that? Yes. Because the Lord made Abram blessed, so anybody who tries to uh, curse him, I guess, or like... Yep, which includes anybody who tries to take away his wife. I'm about to say, like, what if they just still, if they're playing brother and sister there, what if they still just take her? What if? Well, that can't happen because of the promise. Yeah, well, that's what's happening now, is they took Sarai because they they wouldn't have taken her if he had said she was his wife. Mm -hmm. But he said, oh, don't worry, she's just my sister, because he was afraid he was going to die. And now Pharaoh's household is being plagued with the curse of the Lord. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Now, did... Did Abram believe in the promises of the Lord? Yes or no? Yes, but I don't... Did he he doubt the promises of the Lord? No, but like, yes. Yes, he did. How do you know? Because he thought he was going to get killed. Because he thought he was going to get killed in Egypt. The Lord said, don't worry, I'll protect you. And he went to Egypt, and what did he do, Cameron? The Lord said, don't worry, and what did he do? 
The Lord said, don't worry. And what did he do? Rila? Oh, you said what he do? I have what he said. No, I need to know what he did. Sophie. He worried. The Lord said, don't worry. And he worried. He did the very thing the Lord told him not to do. The Lord said, hey, I'm going to take care of you. Just trust me. And he didn't trust him. And then he saw that the Lord's promise was actually good because Pharaoh got cursed. And then Pharaoh was angry at Abraham and said, I don't want to mess around with the Lord. You got me cursed by the Lord. Take your wife and get out of here. We're done with you. If he doubted the Lord, why would the Lord keep protecting him? Ah, that's a very good question. Just to... Why, why would the Lord continue to protect him even if he doubted the Lord? Emma? Because the Lord forgives. Because, and why does the Lord forgive, Memphis? Um, Leela knows. Why do you know? Or what do you know? What is, um, why? Because he loves us. Because he loves us. I was going to say because like... He was going to prove that he doesn't lie? No, the Lord doesn't doesn't tell a lie. The Lord never breaks a promise. I'm saying, like, since he doubted him, he was was showing him, like... Well, he did show him. Yeah. Yeah, he did show him. But uh, the Lord loves. So even when his people leave him or disobey him, the Lord still loves them and wants them back. Now, quick, we need to look at Genesis chapter 15. We're going to jump ahead. Whoa! Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, so there's some stuff that happens here. Uh, By the way, when you say I'm going to read, you can't go blah, blah, blah. That's not, that's not how reading works. That's, that's <laughs> what I say when I try to find where well, I left I off. I lost. I didn't know where you were. Like, we just I don't, were. Well, I'm not skipping anything. Don't worry. That's me trying to find where I left off. And the word that I say is well, blah, blah, blah. Well, you were at the beginning of 13, and then you went all the way down to verse 8. I, I read fast. <clears throat> Listen, Memphis, if you want to get together and you, you want to read the Bible sometime and read all the parts that we miss and talk about them, you come here anytime, okay? You're always welcome. Or you just come over to the parsonage. You just have to say what verse you're on. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know what verse I'm on. Okay. We're uh, in chapter 15 on verse 1 now. Okay. <laughs> After these things, all the stuff that happened in between that we are not looking at today, The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus, who is his slave. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Hey, Lord, didn't you say you would make a great nation out of me? Or that in me all the nations of the earth shall be blessed? How am I supposed to have great nations if I don't even have a son? You make another one. Well, he's 75 years old. I'm sure you can do it. Oh. You back. Well, Memphis, when you are 75 years old, I'll come and ask you how you think well, that maybe, works. Okay, 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 okay. We got to keep going here. Right. Ah, shush, 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 shush. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, and when it says, the word of the Lord came to him, who is the word of the Lord? Memphis? Yes, Jesus is the word of the Lord. So, but the second person of the Trinity... Oh, he's part of the Lord. Yeah, 
It's not Jesus the way that other people know him, but it is the word of the Lord who is eternal. Part of the, part of the, the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Son, the Son is the word. Okay, so the word came to him saying, Hey, guy, this one shall not be your heir, this Eleazar of Damascus, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and he said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. Can, hey. he, can he number them? No. Memphis? Okay, we've been reading a book and it's number the stars. That's a song in the book because... They were pretending like somebody died so the Nazis wouldn't get them. Okay. And this guy named Peter, it was full of clothes so they could get on a boat and go to Sweden because they weren't going to attack Sweden. Is that when they were singing the songs? Well, no, they weren't. Wait, have you read Number of the Stars? <laughs> no, I was... Okay, that so was just anyways, a joke. So they have this casket and the Nazis come in like, who died, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, open the casket, blah, 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 blah. See, I do the same thing. Anyway. Oh, don't do it. You can't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but then they say like a disease and then it's full of clothes. So anyways, this guy named Peter picks up a thing and he says something like, and count the stars if you're able to know, like something about counting the stars. Yeah, so the point is who can count all the stars? Only God. Yeah, only God knows how many stars there are because it's impossible. Yes, Mason? Okay, you can't. No. <laughs> It's too close to also, time. Also, yeah, because, I mean, that's kind of hard to do. Cause it's impossible, yeah. Yeah. There's too many stars. Nobody can count them. Star- and stars and, forming. And he said to them, or he said to him, excuse me, so shall your descendants be. Listen, Abraham, I mean, Abram, fella, your descendants are going to be so many. They're going to they're gonna be as numerous as the stars. No one will be able to count them. And he, that is Abram, believed in the Lord. And he, that is the Lord, accounted it to him, that is to Abram, for righteousness. What is Abram's faith? It is in the what of the Lord, Leela. Um, and he believed in the Lord. And but what does he believe? Memphis. Uh, the... Word? The word of the Lord, and what kind of word is the Lord giving? A word of, a word of promise. Promise, correct. And who is the content of the promise? Who is the promise all about? Who is the one that's going to make the nations of the world blessed? Who is the one that will have all of the children of Abraham be righteous and upright? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Jesus, right. This all connects to Jesus? Everything connects to Jesus, friend. <laughs> this entire book and every word in it is about nobody other than Jesus. But how can he be, how can Jesus, Word of God, be there when he's not even born? Because the man named Jesus isn't born yet, but the Word of God is always there. The Word of God is in the beginning that creates the world, remember? The word of God creates. Okay, so the promises are given to Abraham or to Abram. Did uh, did Abram's doubts in the Lord cause the Lord to say, "Well, if you're not going to believe my promises, I'm going to take them away"? Why does he sound like a seventy-year-old man well, yelling at kids, "Get off my lawn"? Because that because <laughs> that's the kind of attitude. Does does Abram's doubts? In the promises cause the promises no. to be null and void. No. No, because God is faithful. And forgive. Because God's right and are God's promises given with conditions. Mm-hmm. 
No. No, they're given unconditionally. I am going to bless you. Unlike Satan's conditions, if you make a promise with him, there's consequences. Right. So, the terms then for next time, which is not next week, because we'll have next week off. Are we going to... The terms are, Abram, you need to know who Abram is. Abram. You need to know who Sarai is. Sarai. And you need to know the term God's promise to Abram. Okay. Yep, those three are the new ones. And what is your catechism? Uh, review. Review, review of, of what? Of all the baptism. And all the baptism. Yep, all the baptism that we have done one, to this two, point. Three. Yes. I'm going to use a little late. Okay, let's go to chapel.